Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming, uh, watching on YouTube, however you take my podcast in. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, welcome back, everybody. If you're new, this is my podcast. Uh, it's about 20, 30 minutes. I talk about shit that is on my mind. Good, bad, ugly, whatever. So welcome. Give it a shot. Tell a friend, enemy, te- co-worker. Tell somebody about the podcast. Um, I'm in a pretty good mood today. I have a long day today. Uh, it is, what, 8.22. I'm doing my podcast. Got to upload it, get a clip up. Um, get my set ready. I have a show tonight in Baltimore at the Full Tilt Brewing with my man Umar Khan and some other DC comics and a couple of Baltimore folks. So I'm looking forward to that. But it's going to be a long day. It's a three-hour drive. Uh, yeah. And driving up in the DC area fucking sucks around rush hours. So it's going to take a while. But um, I'll get into I get into that. I already I'm already done. I have a pretty cool announcement at the end. I can't wait to let people know. Um, but uh, I'll jump right in. For the for those who don't know, uh, we have a nine year old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, so the milestone for the week is he's doing well. You know, uh, his new anti-anxiety medication seems to be working out. Uh, at night, he does get a little, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He gets a little jumpy. Around 7.30, uh, 8, he gets a little nervous. I, I don't know um, if it's the medication I, I, or which medication it is, if it's the Vyvanse or his anti-anxiety medicine. But he gets a little jumpy, and then he gets a little, he gets really hyper. But if you can, if he can catch him in that hyper zone and control it, he falls asleep pretty quickly. But but things seem to be going pretty well with him. We're we're happy with his medication. He is, and uh, we feel a lot better. So um, we just you know just asking him a lot of questions and just making sure that um, he uh, he's feeling okay about everything. And he's super excited too because they they started going back to the cafeteria at school. So he's happy about that. He's excited and. Um, yeah, so I would say at least from a parent front, things seem to be going well right now. So I'm excited. I can't really complain. Uh, he's doing. A boy's doing well. And today is his picture day. He's excited. He couldn't wait to get to school today. Uh, it's it's nice having a kid uh, who is excited about learning in school, and his brain is just all over the place, man. Like this morning, he got up. He was. Uh, Today it was um, wearing binoculars backwards, walking around with that, stepping over stuff. He had to just keep uh, keep them up to with that, keeping them up to his eyes the entire time. He's trying to eat with them on. I'm trying to give him his vitamins in the morning. He, you know, it's just this silly kid stuff. Um, then it was uh, he he was wanted to do math for some reason this morning, so we did some math. And then he got an atlas out. He was trying to draw Africa by hand. He's, his, his brain is just so busy. It's all over the place, man. And I just try to give him any and everything he needs and wants to learn. So, But he's doing well. All right. Um, I did a couple of shows in D.C. this weekend. I, I've said it several times, man. I fucking love D.C. D.C. is the shit. I had so much fun. I did Mikey Kurtz room, Coco, 
Copacabana and Adams Morgan. Really dope room. Um, just a, it kind of reminds me of this this place, Big Hunt, we used to do with Sean Joyce. Really low ceilings. Got a bar down there. Nice crowd. Uh, it's got a nice TV screen behind you, so you can. It looks like a, it's a nice backdrop. But I go in. Uh, the place is packed, man. These, these young producers in DC, they know what the fuck they're doing. And uh, it's a hot room. And I, I like meeting all these new comics I've never met. So it, it's just cool seeing all these younger dudes, uh, seeing what they're doing on stage, what stage, what they're talking about, and just taking note, trying to stay relative. And and just, just I don't want to be one of those like comics who just refuses to change and the shit's outdated. So uh, it was, I had a lot of fun. It was fun. <laughs> Somebody tried to yell some shit out. I, I took care of it. I think she got kind of pissed at me. <laughs> she got a little upset but you know I can go a little hard with the crowd work but they were getting a little out of hand they start, They were starting to talk out, out loud too much for me and uh, I was in the mood but overall I had a, it, was, it was a lot of fun um, yeah I just I really enjoy meeting all these new comics in DC it's, it's, it's really cool and uh, they're very nice to me and they it's cool, man. They show me, uh, they show me some love for being an older cat, so I appreciate that. Uh, also, stop by the DC Comedy Loft where my man Mike B is. Uh, he's a comic and he he books there. And I, I saw that Annie Letterman was going to be in town. I've heard so much about her. I always wanted to meet her, hang out with her, see her set at a minimum. And uh, so after the set at uh, Copacabana, I head over to uh, the DC Comedy Loft. And, um, man, it was a great fucking night. It was a great night. Oh, you know, I, I forgot to mention the drive up. I, I drive up and I stay at my buddy Alex's house. Uh, they're doing another show in Adams Morgan. Well, actually, was it? Yes, it was in Adams Morgan. So we all walk to our respective venues. He, they do their show. Then they come over to, um, Copacabana. I, I forgot to mention that. But, um, so then we all meet up at the DC Comedy Loft. And, man, Annie Letterman. Very funny, super chill. I have never seen the DC Comedy Loft that packed, but uh, man, that's a that's a fun looking room. Uh, she was very very cool, man. We hung out for quite a while after the show, and um, just one of those comic, just an old old school kind of comic where uh, I, we've never met before, but it just seemed like we were friends and we hadn't seen each other in a while, and we just were talking comedy, talking family, just talking about all kind of stuff, man. We um. I met some of her friends. We went in the back of the club and uh, we all smoked a joint. Me, her, a couple of other comics, her friends, and we just talked comedy. Uh, there was like no talk of woke, anti-woke, cancellations. It was none of that shit. It was just a fun comic hang, busting balls, talking shit, uh, yeah, talking about our families. And it was it was a great time, man. And she's very, very cool. And uh, she actually asked me if I wouldn't mind coming and doing a guest set when she's in Richmond. So um, I'm going to be doing that, I want to say, next weekend. I'm going to go out there Friday to the Richmond Sandman, out to Richmond to the Sandman Comedy Club and, and do a guest spot Friday. So shout out to Andy Letterman for being cool. Uh, we had a great time hanging out with uh, all the friends. Glenn Lawrence was out there, uh, Mike B, Brandon Moore, Alex Castain. Just a bunch of, you don't know any of these people, but just a bunch of DC Comics, Adrian, uh, Rodney, Candace Saunders, uh, just just a great time, man. 
I did their open mic late that night too. It's, it's uh, I think it's called the late late night open mic open mic, open broke mic or something like that. Can't remember the name of the show, but did a set on that show. Bomb. Tried some new shit. They hated it, but uh, it was it was just one of those really really fun nights of comedy, hanging out with your friends, talking shit, just laughing, having a great time. And uh, we didn't we didn't get back to uh, Castain's place until almost two. And uh, it was probably too late to order food, so we stopped by 7-Eleven. And uh, we just got some of the pizzas from the frozen uh, section and, and baked them at the house. We just talked shit, laughed, stayed up to a four. But let me ask you this. Why the fuck is 7-Eleven pizza so goddamn hot? Like, the bottom will feel fine. The top will, will feel fine. But underneath that cheese is just molten lava. And this was the funniest shit to me, man. We bake these pizzas. They're sitting on the counter. And it, it takes a while for the insides of those fucking pizzas to, to calm, to, to like, uh, to really cool down, right? So Alex walks over. He grabs a slice and he folds it. And I'm like, is this dude really about to try to take a full-ass bite into a slice of 7-Eleven pizza. I was like, what is he thinking? He is going to burn every nerve ending in his mouth. And it was so funny because he bit into that shit and that goddamn pizza sauce oozed out from underneath that cheese and lit his ass up. It is so funny watching people not get hurt, but like... <laughs> Just watching people have that normal look on their face and then in an instant, just that that look of what the fuck did I just do or instant pain, instant regret. It was just so funny just trying to walk, trying to watch him walk that bike back as it just burned the inside of his mouth, <laughs> just burned a hole in his jaw. You cannot take a regular bite into 7-Eleven pizza. You just you have to nibble it. You have to nibble it or wait till it's cold. And that type of pizza is like, once it's cold, it's it's done. But holy shit, man, 7-Eleven pizza is is insanely hot. I, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand the science or physics behind it. But how the hell is that sauce so goddamn hot? I mean, it, I, I get it. It sits under a lamp for a while. But Jesus Christ, I've had pizzas fresh out of the oven. It's not that hot. It's weird. Crust is cool. Cheese and toppings are cool. But that damn lava underneath that cheese will kill your ass, man. It was just, it was so funny. I la I haven't laughed that that hard in so long, in so long, man. Alex was dying, man. I, it was just so funny just watching the seriousness hit his face immediately after he after he realized he made a grave mistake taking a full bite into a piece of Seven Eleven pizza. Do not do it. Uh, and you know what? 7-Eleven pizza, you always fucking regret it. You always regret it. It leaves a weird taste in your mouth. I, I, I understand. It kind of hits the spot. But, man, it is, it is fucking awful. But we've all had it. <laughs> but, Jesus, it's just, um, if I got to say, it's, it's hard to do bad pizza. But 7-Eleven does bad pizza very well. They they have it down. It's uh, it's It's terrible. Um, man, um, I've been trying to watch more basketball lately and 
these John Morant highlights are just insane. This dude, I mean, this the two plays he had in that game against the uh, the Spurs the other day, unbelievable, unbelievable, man. The um, first of all, that long ass three that he hit from basically the logo, and then when he dunked on old boy was just disgusting. And then the long outlet pass with 0.4 seconds left, fading out of bounds to his left, hits it. I mean, this dude is exciting to watch, man. He to me, he's like a little bit of uh, he's a lot of Iverson and a and a little bit of Kobe to me. Just a little bit of Kobe, a little bit of a lot of Iverson, a little bit of Kobe, a hybrid. But that dude is dope, man. I mean, these three sixty layups and it's just. I, I love seeing these young, fresh, like just ready to prove themselves dudes in the NBA because they go to the rack and every time they go, it's just like I'm trying to murder somebody, you know? Like they're still excited to be in the NBA, to be a pro, to prove themselves. You know, year eight, nine, it's just like, ah, you know, I might I might pull up for a jumper or, you know, lay, lay them off with the opposite hand, but not, like, not now. Not now. These dudes are trying to take people's heads, and I love watching it, man. I love watching these young, fresh, exciting players. It's 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 so exciting. Him, Luca, man. It's just it's gonna be their league. Jason Tatum, dudes are nasty, man. Uh, I just man, John Morant. I gotta get, I gotta get a jersey. I gotta get a jersey. Even Allen Iverson tweeted tweeted it, man. He's tweeted a picture of the Finals MVP. Or maybe maybe he's an uh, NBA. Uh, maybe it was the season MVP, but he he had his uh, MVP trophy with John Morant's uh, jersey hanging on it, saying basically one day this is gonna be his, and it's it's just it's awesome to see, man. Um, they came out with that best seventy five players list in the league. It's crazy how many of these players I've seen uh, play in my lifetime. Crazy the number of Lakers on that team, but I gotta say, man, I, I've been very fortunate to all of us to be alive and to see the NBA uh, during this period, man. To see so many um, players that played in, in my lifetime be part of the top seventy-five is is, is amazing, man. Um, I can't even really argue with some of the li- any of the lists. I, I haven't, I haven't been up on on the on pros on the NBA like I used to in years. So I, I think any me trying to say, well, this guy, this person should be a, this, I, I don't have the knowledge anymore. But um, I will say, I, th- I thought it was kind of weird. Kawhi Leonard was on there. I will say that. I know the dude is good. He hit the shot. They won the finals. But is he one of the top 75 players of all time? That might be a bit of a stretch. But uh, it's one of those things where, like, it's the most recent, therefore you you might get uh, you might you might squeeze in just because you're on everybody's mind right now, you know. Someone said the uh, out of sight, out of mind thing. Some of these dudes played so long ago, but all the old names that they um, from like the I would say like the fifties and sixties and stuff. Seven, I, I recognize. I want to say about ninety percent of them. But uh, it's pretty wild, man. It, it was just wild watching that. Just watching all the guys that I watched in my twenties, uh, mingling with the dudes that were uh, big when I was a teenager. So it's just like seeing Dwayne Wade and Michael Jordan as peers now is it's pretty wild. And that's that's probably one thing I would if I ever got to meet those dudes, I would ask them like, how does it feel to not 
I wouldn't want to disrespect Mike and say be on the same level, but I mean to be in the same class as him as one of the top seventy-five players. Um, it has to it has to feel pretty surreal and strange. I, I don't care how many championships you you, you won, uh, how great your career was, unless you're just a complete narcissistic ego egomaniac. I mean. To play as a child and to watch Michael Jordan and to, to have a career where you end up being mentioned in the in the same sentence as as him and and being one of the greatest players to ever play to, to in the league, uh, it has to be pretty crazy. It has to be unbe- unbelievable. Even for the dudes who made it, you have to look around at the at that pantheon of of champions and great players and go, I can't fucking believe that I made it here. Even with all the hard work, there has to be a, a small part of you that uh, that thirteen year old kid is like, I can't believe I'm I'm standing amongst my heroes, and guess what? I'm one of them. This this has to be wild. So shout out to all the guys that that made it uh, the top seventy five. Man, it's um it's really dope to see. Man, I like to see all the guys that I grew up watching, laughing, having a good time, enjoying each other's company. It's just really really cool, man. You can really tell. Those guys, it's really a brotherhood and a fraternity to play in, in to play in the pros. I mean, even some of the worst players, you know, quote unquote worst players, the stories they tell, the times they have, it's it's uh, it has to be a magical experience in, in a really cool life. Uh, and it, as a kid, that was my fucking dream, man. But I like to see it. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on from sports. Um, Man, uh, it was my wife's birthday a couple of days ago. We had a good time. We took her out to dinner. She, um, so when I was in Columbus, I was like, I really want to get her something. I tried to get her something nice whenever I go on the road. I found a pair of shoes and a little purse. Um, she liked it a lot, and she wore it to dinner. She looked very, very nice, very, very shapely, looked very sexy. We had a great time. Uh, we just went to Texas Roadhouse, you know, just a simple run-of-the-mill restaurant. We enjoyed each other's company, came back, had some ice cream. Uh, I got her um, a couple of spa packages, a facial and a full body massage, which uh, she was really excited and happy to get. Miles got her some pajamas, and we got her some snacks and stuff that she really likes. And we just kept back and enjoyed each other's company and just hung out that night. So it was it was, uh, it was was a good birthday. She... um. She uh, seemed to enjoy it. And it made me feel good that she really enjoyed the gifts that I got her. So makes me feel good as a husband. Um, excuse me. Well, man, this, uh, I guess I'll mention it, man. This Ukraine shit is, is pretty wild, man. And uh, I saw people were sharing videos of these Ukrainians or Polish people not letting black people uh, into Poland and stuff, which is pretty wild. And it just shows you, like, uh, the whole world was on this Black Lives Matter thing. And uh, that is now not a thing <laughs> because are there any woke white women in, in in the Ukraine or in Poland? That's what's so funny about like this woke shit. They say they care about all, everybody so much. I mean, I, did, I didn't see any videos of any woke white women saying, you know what, take my spot in, in, uh, in Poland or like, you know what, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay in Ukraine until we get these Africans out of here. <laughs> you see, none of that shit happened. So that, that's why I feel like a lot of that shit is fake, man, because when, when shit hits the fan, ain't nobody thinking about us. And people want to know, like, why are people always, why do y'all think about race? Why is it always about race? It's because of weird uh, situations like this. 
And I know fleeing a country that is being invaded is a very specific and low likelihood of that shit happening. But guess what? It's happening to somebody right now. All right, thousands of people. All right, you can take some dude from, from Alabama here in the States, put him in that crowd, and as long as he doesn't talk, he or she doesn't talk, no issue. You know, you just, they fit right in. Doesn't matter. It could be from, it doesn't matter what country they're from. They all look alike. All right, but you you put some, some black people over there, and all of a sudden, it's a different story. It's just like, oh, wait a minute, man. What's what's going on here? here? You you're not from Ukraine. <laughs> it's a that's that's why we think about this shit because we know when shit goes down, we don't look like everybody else, and all of a sudden, our 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 whereabouts, our why are we, why our our presence is being questioned. I mean, you you got you you got a fucking a, a, a maniac. I mean, launching missiles into a country, and everybody's trying to leave, and it's just like, wait a minute, man, you don't really, you know, like, uh, who are you here with? Um, why are you here? Where you're coming from? What's in the? I mean, that type of shit. They're trying to flee a fucking potential war, or in some cases, a war, and it's just like, well, uh, what are you doing here, buddy? Who are you again? When you should just be loading motherfuckers on trains and getting them out. So that's that's an, that's another example. That's an example of why we see color so much to some of y'all, because we know in situations like this, it's gonna come up. It's gonna be a problem. Now I don't know how uh, true these stories are. I don't know the background, but behind some of these videos, but it don't look good. And um, for me, it concerns me because I put myself in that situation because I look like those people. That would be me. That's why. If you if you like, why are you worried about that? That's why because it, it, they look like me. Yes, seeing Ukraine be attacked is terrifying. All right, seeing fucking rockets explode, killing innocent civilians is terrifying. Yeah, but. Uh, Hopefully, man, we can de-escalate this entire thing without everybody going ape shit. Uh, this guy is—he's he, lost his fucking mind. China's starting to like back away, so we'll see. I—I just—it's just—it just seems like it's just one thing after another. It's been a weird two and a half years. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's very odd, but uh, every generation goes through something, man. And hopefully, we can come out on the other on the back end of this in a better place globally and as a country. But uh, you never know. But it's just uh, I'm glad to see that most of the people in the world are, that agree like this guy is a piece of shit and people are rallying behind this country to uh, stop this fucking maniac. But uh, but my big announcement is uh, I'll be opening for Mark Norman at the world famous Lincoln Theater in D.C. Um, April 16th. I'm very, very excited. Uh, big, big moment, man. I haven't, have I, yeah, I really haven't ever done a theater like this before. So I'm really excited. Uh, it's kind of surreal. It really hasn't sunk in, man. I was looking at pictures. I go, holy shit, man. This is, this is wild, man. I'm doing the fucking Lincoln theater in DC. So I'm very excited. Oh, just over about a month and a, uh, month and a couple of weeks, about a month and a half. I'm super excited. Like I said before, and, um, 
I'm 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 uh, looking forward to it. It should be a dope night. Um, I'm excited for Mark. I've, I've uh, been working with him for a while, and it's nice to see him um, bumping up to theaters. So hopefully you guys come on out and, and check that out in D.C. Uh, April 16th at the Lincoln Theater. Very excited. But there's a show. That's a show. You guys make sure you follow me on all things social media at Chris Allen Comedy, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. Subscribe to my Instagram, Instagram, what the fuck am I talking about? Subscribe to my YouTube page. All right, I'm trying to get to a thousand. Subscribe, follow, all that shit. All right, so there's a show, that's the show. I'll see y'all out there. Peace, I'm out.